0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Tomatoito show and let's talk Tokyo Olympics 2020/21. slash Uh it was entertaining as a whole. The Olympics uh it, it's always fun to to tune in, not a lot of drama, not a lot of controversy uh to to accompany at this go around. Uh but Overall, enjoyable, right? I got to watch a lot of, there, there's a huge time difference, by the way. Uh, I'm, I'm of course stateside. The time difference between the Tokyo, uh, Tokyo time as time zone and stateside, by the time that they were in mid events, we were probably dead asleep here in the US, or at least I was. A lot of the events taking place at three, four in the morning, my time, uh, some of them at six, seven in the morning, whereas I was, uh, I was either, uh, barely getting up, going to work, or in the middle of, uh, of sleep because these things were airing at all kinds, all, all different times of, uh, of the day by the time that they were being aired, uh, stateside. So there's two sports that I paid attention to the most. Although I got to watch some soccer, I actually paid attention to, to a lot of track and field, this go around the swim competitions. Uh, those are always fun to watch. Uh, but the two sports that I really focused on and I did my best to try to keep track of them was boxing and wrestling uh Greco-Roman wrestling of course um freestyle wrestling uh was uh, was the ones that I, that ended up catching my attention and caught the attention of the world because they had some amazing performances so I'll do a two-part a two-parter here two episodes one dedicated to boxing the other one dedicated to wrestling and of course these are going to be uh focused or encompassed from the scope of team USA right team USA boxing but I'll talk about the other opponents as well uh and other countries as to how they how they represented themselves and some of the fighters that caught my attention and the attention of uh, of the world and a lot of boxing a lot of boxing fans are earned a lot of boxing fans because of their performances and their showings um so of course from the scope of team USA uh this this first part we're going to kick off here and we'll dedicate it to of course boxing. So Team USA for the women, uh, O'Shea Jones, uh, she lost uh, to China's uh, Hangu. Uh, that was in the semifinals, of course. She was trying to get herself into into the gold medal fight. O'Shea Jones represented herself well. She represented female boxing uh, in the best possible form uh, available. O'Shea Jones is going to be great. Should she decide to return to the Olympics again or turn pro, she's She's going to be a force to reckon with. Slow succession, uh, of punches, uh, needs to let her hands go a little bit more, uh, her angles a little bit lacking. But of course, this is amateur boxing, uh, and, um, and there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that she will transition well into, into the sport professionally as it currently stands right now. She lost to China's Hangu in the semifinals. Uh, nonetheless, this gave her, uh, this gave her the bronze medal. So she's a welterweight. Uh, of course, the queen of the welterweights is, uh, is Jessica McCaskill at the moment. And then Clarissa Shields is up there, uh, also, uh, near those divisions, has fought through those divisions. Jessica McCaskill would be a tough test for, for O'Shea Jones, but O'Shea Jones has, she could definitely make a, make a name for herself, uh, in, in the welterweight division right now as opposition is somewhat light, uh, given for more than than the top 10 fighters in the world right now, uh, she could definitely get herself within the top 20, top 30 fighters uh, easily with performing the way that she did here in the Olympics, should she turn professional. She's the bronze medal winner. She represents uh, women's boxing well in Team USA Boxing. Really well with that bronze medal win and uh, and walks away with another medal for team USA boxing, female boxing. We move over to the male boxers, and there was three names that had that had the attention of of team usa and 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 boxing as far as boxing went. Three names that we were focusing on and the three names that had the best chance to bring back the gold for, for Team USA. And the first of the three, the three names, of course, Duke Reagan, uh, Keyshawn Davis and Richard Torres Jr. Uh, we'll start with Duke Reagan. Duke Reagan, uh, lost in his, in his bid for gold medal. He was having a really, really good term, tournament. Uh, he lost against, um, Russian featherweight, uh, Batir Uh, he ends up, uh, coming away with the silver medal. Uh, it's, It was a good fight, but Vatir Gassiev, of course, was the better of the two fighters. The judges ended up deeming it, deeming the decision his way. And Duke Reagan was just minutes away from bringing the gold, from securing the gold for Team USA. He comes away with the silver instead. And, uh, and because of his performance and the performance that he had throughout his fights, uh, in the Olympics, he's, he's amassed a huge following now by social media and, uh, and by media in its entirety. There was a, there was a lot of coverage that Duke Reagan received and, uh, and he will transition well should he decide to go, uh, professionally. And actually, he is professional already. He's one of the fighters that ended up representing Team USA, uh, who has a few fights already under his belt professionally and, um, and then, and then proceeded over to, to the Olympics, uh, similar to Keyshawn Davis. Uh, Duke Reagan comes away with the silver medal, O'Shea Jones with the bronze medal. So far, no gold medal winners. Uh, and then the hopes transitioned over to Keyshawn Davis in the lightweight division, um, amassed a huge following as well, similar to Duke Reagan and, uh, and was regarded as the man. Keyshawn Davis was, was regarded as the one that would surely bring gold back for Team USA, got himself into the finals and he ended up, uh, he got himself into the finals uh, by, Actually, in a huge, in a, in a very exciting fight, he ended up defeating Armenian uh, Bakchov. Uh, and that was in the sem- semifinal. He ended up uh, uh, winning that fight, getting into the gold medal fight against a former foe of his, someone who he's faced several times in the past in his amateur career in years past and has been unable to defeat him. And this was the case once again. That person, of course, is Cuban sensation. Andy Cruz, Andy Cruz uh, was the favorite. Stepping into the Olympics, coming into the Olympics for the lightweight division, Andy Cruz was held uh, hailed as the as the sure shot gold medal winner. And Keyshawn Davis was definitely going to be his uh, his best opposition available. Really good fighters in the lightweight division, uh, as far as a. a as far as the countries and the, 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 the fighters that showed up to the Olympics, but Keyshawn Davis and Andy Cruz were the standouts. They of course end up going against one another once again in the gold medal round. And Keyshawn Davis actually did really, really good to me and maybe, and obviously, okay, I'm biased, but I saw Keyshawn Davis win the fight. However, Only one of the five judges saw Keyshawn Davis win the fight. Four of the five judges gave it to Andy Cruz. Andy Cruz walked away with the gold once again. And, uh, and we'll talk about Andy Cruz here in a little bit as well, because they were the Cuban fighters, they're known for being amazing amateurs. They're known for representing Cuba well in the Olympics through the history of the Olympics and Olympic boxing. So we'll talk about the Cuban fighters, Andy Cruz and the other Cuban fighters that made noise uh, in this Olympic tournament. But Andy Cruz... Uh, defeats Keyshawn Davis. Keyshawn Davis, similar to Duke Reagan, uh, following their efforts to secure the gold, come away with the silver. No easy feat, by the way. So two silvers and a bronze that O'Shea Jones uh, brought back to the U.S. Uh, that transitioned over to Richard Torres Jr. Uh, in the heavyweight division. And, uh, and he also had a really good tournament with some really, really huge victories for him and some upsets, uh, along the way. He ended up fighting for gold against a former foe of his in Uzbekistan's Halilov or Jalilov. Uh, Jalilov, of course, ended up knocking out, uh, into knocking out Richard Torres in nasty fashion back in 2019, uh, in the IBA championships. He knocked them out cold. And it was, I mean, of course this had to be playing uh, a role in, in in the way that Richard Torres was going to approach the fight, or so you thought, but it didn't. Richard Torres went in there, he went after Jalalof, uh and, and he was attacking the body, he was the shorter of the two fighters, of course, he was definitely winning the fight. In my, in my opinion, he was winning this fight. He was owning the fight. The clinching happened on behalf of Jalalov. The warnings were coming, but no points were deducted. Jalalov, of course, clinching, pushing the head down, um, constantly grabbing, constantly interrupting the action. Uh, the punch output was not there on his behalf. It was all by Richard Torres, but the few punches that Jalalov got Richard Torres, uh, that he caught Richard Torres with, uh, during the fight actually hurt Richard Torres and it was almost like like ghosts of the past were, were coming back to hunt Richard Torres from that twenty nineteen knockout because he got he got shaken several times. Nonetheless, Richard Torres didn't stop coming forward. The judges ended up giving the decision to Jalilov and and that was all she wrote. Torres came out strong. Torres was the last hope for Team USA to walk out with gold. Came out strong in the first round. Um, Richard Torres in the in the second. Trying to remember what what was going on here because I remember the first round. He, I'm trying to remember this this fight. Not what's going on here. Where is my brain, huh? It's been too many days that I've spent away from uh, from this microphone and from from talking to you guys. But I remember the fight. The first round. Torres comes out strong. Fast punch output, good power. Uh, Jalalov was a little bit shocked, a little bit taken aback because the fight started a little bit faster than what he was uh, than what he was expecting. By the second round, Torres came out a little bit slower. Uh, I remember that, but there was good exchanges between the two. Jaliloff applied the pressure in the second round, kind of adjusted to the pace that Richard Torres uh, was walking in with, and um, and then. He ends up staggering Richard Torres in that second round. And I remember the eight count that the referee ended up deeming to Richard Torres, even though it was a standing eight count that he gave Richard Torres. And that ended up setting Richard Torres behind in the judge's mind because of that standing eight. Was it was it legit? I don't know. The referee deemed it that way. They gave Torres a, an eight a count, but and from that point on, Richard Torres was fighting from behind against the judges and uh, and the referee had a, had an eye on him now. Uh, Richard Torres was doing well. I don't know if the eight count was uh, was necessary, the standing eight, but because I don't think he would have gone down with with that standing eight. If another few punches from Jalalof, I don't think would have put Richard Torres down. He was still composed. He was still moving around. Uh, but whatever they issued a standing eight that ended up setting Richard Torres uh, back in the, in the judge's mind. The third round, very few counters, very few counters, very very small uh, punch output by by both fighters. Um, the pressure was definitely uh, being applied by Torres. It was frustrating Jalalov. I thought Torres would have been up uh, two rounds to one and with a standing eight they would have been tied going into that fourth at least in my in my opinion the referee interrupted uh interrupted the fight several times trying to break them apart when they were fighting on the inside, but would not take any points away from Jalilov, who was the one initiating the clinches, the one initiating the grabbing, holding onto the arms, pushing the head down constantly. I don't know how that didn't deem uh, a correction by the referee, but it didn't. It wasn't issued. So that was the flow of the fight down the stretch. The judges end up deeming a unanimous decision win to Jalilov. Not even split, unanimous decision win to Jalilov as the winner. He walks away with the gold. Uzbekistan walks away with the gold. Torres Jr. uh, walks away with the silver. Reagan, Keyshawn Davis, Richard Torres Jr. all come away with silvers. Uh, O'Shea Jones comes away with a bronze representing the female boxing, uh, female boxers very, very well for Team USA. And, And that was that. For Team USA Boxing, really entertaining fights. I'm glad that I was able to stay up late. Some of those fights I caught around midnight, my time... Uh, some of them even later, uh, but it was, it was well worth it. And I, I was really pulling for them. I thought they were gonna do good, uh, and come away with the gold, uh, in my opinion. And, and I'm sure it's biased because I was cheering for Team USA. Uh, but I really thought we could watch those fights again. And I really thought Richard Torres did enough to come away with that win. I really thought that Keyshawn Davis did enough to have beat Andy Cruz, Duke Reagan. Uh, deservingly, so uh, lost that fight, that championship fight, and uh, and he he deserved the silver medal. He earned that silver medal, uh, but I thought Keyshawn Davis and Richard Torres did enough to have secured the gold, uh, each in their respective fights, but the judges deemed otherwise. These are the other standouts that I that I made notes on uh, for the Philippines: uh, Yumir Marcial... He performed awesome throughout the Olympics. He ended up coming away. He fought in the middleweight division. He walked away uh, with the bronze medal for the middleweight division. Uh, his fellow countrymen, uh, Carlo Palom, was fighting in the flightweight division. He got himself into the gold medal match against British fighter uh, Galau Yafai. And that was an awesome, awesome fight in the championship fight of the the flyweights. Galau Yafai, of course, ended up coming away with... Uh, with the victory, Palam was dropped in the first in that fight. He did his best to get back into the fight, but uh, but his efforts, of course, came slightly short, and the judges uh, deemed that Palam was going to be uh, the silver medalist for that fight. With Galal fight being the winner, um, he so he walks away with that with that silver for the Philippines, and Ymir Marcial walks away with uh, a bronze uh, for his middleweight division, the Brits, the British, the English boxing English boxing has been doing so well in the Olympics in the past, of course, names that come to mind like Luke Campbell immediately uh, Joshua Bozzi, who just ended up beating uh Bolotnik's had a great showing in twenty sixteen himself uh, British boxing is always one to uh to to keep an eye on when it, when it comes to the Olympics. Uh, Galao Yafai ended up making the most noise these Olympics Galao Yafai solid performance throughout the entire tournament he walks away with the flyweight gold as we were just mentioning with the victory over Carlo Palom um, his fellow countrymen the light heavyweight Benjamin Whitaker he he had a pretty interesting tournament himself as well and he ends up coming away with the silver medal he got himself into the gold medal match and he ends up besting Joshua Buatzi, who came away with a bronze medal in that very same division back in 2016 at the Rio Olympics. Benjamin Whitaker, should he turn professional, he's going to be someone to keep an eye out for. Just like Joshua Buatzi, who continues to perform well as a professional, he's transitioned well into the professional ranks and is one of the top names uh, at the moment, beating that huge victory that he just had over Balotnik's Um a week or so ago, uh, just a few days back actually, but Benjamin Whitaker, he's going to be one to contend. He bested uh, Joshua Boazzi's efforts from 2016, and he ends up bringing back a silver medal uh, to his home country uh, of England. Uh, another British fighter that that really made some noise was Pat McCormick. He entered the games as the number one seed in the welterweight division, McCormick fell short in his efforts against another Cuban fighter, and that was Roniel Iglesias, uh, as he bid for gold and came up short. Uh, McCormick, another silver medalist, and that's not returning home empty handed. So McCormick did awesome. Whitaker did awesome. Galauya Phi of course, the, uh, the gold medal winner. Um, the Cuban fighters were the ones to me that made the most noise and, uh, and once again cemented themselves as the who's who in amateur boxing, uh, the country uh, that represents so well and has had so many classical fighters, legendary fighters uh, in, in years past, now have some amazing, amazing Cuban fighters uh, that have made history in their own right. Romeo Iglesias, who we were just talking about, uh, he came away with the welterweight gold and uh, it, it was definitely a dominant performance over Pat McCormick. Um, he picked up London in 2012. So he picked, up, he picked up gold. He picked up London in 2012. He picked up gold in London, in the London games in 2012. Um, he was a light welterweight in 2012. He picked up, Ronio Iglesias picked up a bronze medal as a light welterweight in Beijing in 2008. So light, light welterweight bronze, Beijing 2008. Light welterweight gold in London 2012. And now as a welterweight, he picks up the gold in 2020 slash 21 in these games. So two different divisions, gold in two different divisions, medaled in two, three medals in two divisions, two golds in those two divisions, um, that's, that's an awesome feat, uh, in its own. He becomes the seventh boxer in Olympic history to win gold in two separate divisions. And he joins fellow countrymen and legendary boxers Felix Savon and Teofilo Stevenson as three-time Olympic medalist, uh, in, in Cuba's, in that country's storied history, in Cuba's storied boxing history. Lázaro Álvarez competed in the featherweight division and he walked away with the bronze medal uh, in these games. Uh, that, that victory, walking away with the bronze medal, that feat places him in the company of Roniel Iglesias as well. Teofilo Stevenson, Felix Savon as another three-time Olympic medalist. Alvarez won bronze medals in Rio 2016, and he won uh, a bronze medal in London 2012 uh, as well. Arlen Lopez, another Cuban fighter in these games. Arlen Lopez, he medaled for a second time in as many divisions also. Arlen Lopez walks away with the gold at light heavyweight. He's the man who beat Benjamin Whitaker, the British standout fighter. So he takes the gold as Benjamin Whitaker walked away with the silver. And, uh, Arlen Lopez, I'm pausing right now because I'm trying to get the dates right. Arlen Lopez walked away with the gold. And, and, and I mentioned gold in as many divisions, right? Because the previous division that he fought in was as a middleweight. And that was in the Rio games in 2016, where he also walked away with the gold. Julio Cesar La Cruz, who took the gold medal in the heavyweight division this time around, is another Cuban boxer who won gold medal in the second division. He previously won gold medal as a light heavyweight, the division that Arlen Lopez fought in this go-around. Julio Cesar La Cruz fought in that division in the 2016 games, walked away with the gold. This time he took it in the heavyweight division. And of course, Richard Torres and Jaliloff that we were talking about were in the super heavyweight division. Um, so Jalalof won for the super heavyweights. Uh, Julio Cesar La Cruz won the gold medal for the heavyweights. Uh, gold medalist in 2016 as a light heavyweight. and uh, And then Andy Cruz that brings us to Andy Cruz, who we were talking about. He fought in the gold medal round against, uh, Keyshawn Davis. Andy Cruz defeats Keyshawn Davis for the gold. And, uh, Andy Cruz is not, he was held the, the favorite in this tournament and has been held as the favorite in prior tournaments. This is his fifth gold medal in his amateur career. Dating back to 2015, Andy Cruz won two gold medals in the Pan Am Games, two gold medals in the IBA Championships, and now added the Olympic gold medal to his collection. That's Cuban boxing right there. The pedigree that Cuba, uh, puts out as far as boxing and, and the pedigree that these boxers bring to the ring and, and bring to the world is second to none. That's the story behind Cuba's boxing. And just look at these guys, the stats that these guys, uh, have. Legendary fighters uh, and continue to break records in their own rights. Uh, awesome, 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 awesome uh, Olympic Games. So Team USA did, did great. Uh, and these other countries, the Philippines, England, and of course Cuba had great showings. Uzbekistan had a great showing uh, as well, walking away with... Gold. Uh, Kazakhstan represented themselves very well uh, throughout the games as well. China represented themselves in female boxing really well. So, really, really good, good accomplishments. Really fun tournament as far as boxing was concerned. And um, and with that. I'll close out part one, stay tuned for part two and we'll go ahead and touch base with, uh, with wrestling. And that was the other category that really caught my eye. This go around, of course, track and field, soccer, swim, you name it. I was mentioning that at the beginning of this, uh, this episode, there was a lot of stuff that I was able to catch, but the two that really caught my eye, that really caught my attention. And there was some historic, historic movie type moments that were made, um, that, that, that were present through these two, uh, these two, uh, sports and boxing and wrestling. And, uh, and that's why that's why i wanted to do episodes dedicated to those to those two styles of combat sport so i leave you guys with that thank you guys again for tuning into the tomatodito show tune into part 2 of the tokyo 2020/21 olympic recap um and that will be encompassing the wrestling portion have a good one guys take care of yourselves talk to you in the next episode